G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As a Christian believer, if there's something that you should be challenged about, uh, that should shake us out of our complacency and make us even righteously angry, it's the issue of human trafficking and modern slavery. Organizations and Christian mission outfits know that addressing trafficking and modern slavery often happens one life at a time. Sounds like it could be a tedious process even, and one we can't ignore though. Mike Newton-Brown is the co-founder and CEO of what is known as the Freedom Project, an international justice non-profit organization. Mike's joining us to talk about this issue of modern slavery. Hello, Mike. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. It's nice to be with you. Mike, you and your wife, Liz, have been working in this field for quite a long time now. Yes, we we were missionaries in Africa in the 1990s, so our exposure began then, but we didn't form the Freedom Project until about seven years ago. Mike, you and your wife Liz, when you decided to do something really substantial here, uh, what was it that tugged at your heartstrings that made that happen back in 2010? It came from two things, Neil. Firstly, we'd been involved in Christian mission and evangelism and charity work for decades. Uh, We'd been missionaries in Africa I was on the board of a group called OM and chairman. So we'd travelled the world, uh, and I was just conscious of the plight of humanity, and especially areas that were getting worse, not better. And secondly, I want my life to be a life of prayer because every important battle is won or lost in prayer. God is a God of kindness and grace. He's also a God of power and action. And so I find myself, when things are difficult and with big, big issues uh, to just pray. And so as I was praying, I was burdened. I was burdened for this new area that I had had opened up to me around injustice and human trafficking. And so first we looked to join someone and we couldn't, there wasn't anyone we could join here in Australia back then, uh, distinctly Christian. And so, so we we started the Freedom Project, and God um, very kindly opened doors for that to happen. Mike, when we talk about one life at a time, and I mentioned in the introduction, sometimes it can sound tedious because the numbers look so big when you talk about the estimated 45 million people globally yeah. caught up yeah. in human trafficking and slavering. Uh, one life at a time it doesn't sound like it's going to uh, be all that effective, but you've got to start somewhere. You do have to start somewhere, and if you're the parent of children or if you have loved ones, those few lives in your care are all important. Uh, I'm not given the care of tens of millions of people. Uh, We're given the care of a few, Um, although we can have an impact for the larger number and for the globe, both individually and collectively. So there's both a macro and a micro approach here. 
You've got a very good, simple plan. The idea of prevention, of rescue and restoration. Uh, Let's just work very quickly through some of those so that uh, listeners will know just how this whole process can work. Uh, Start with prevention for us. Uh, What is it that you do to to promote prevention of uh, this sort of modern slavery? So with the now over 40 million slaves in the world, by the way, seven years ago when we started, the official number was 27 million. So despite the good efforts of us and others, it's growing. Um, You want to try and prevent human beings from being exploited. So we jump in early wherever we can. We work inside indigenous communities, India, Thailand, Burma, the Philippines, uh, to get kids educated, uh, to, to try and create a mindset of peace where there's war or hostility, to create um, security around education and strengthening families. So prevention's really important to us. For example, in India, we work in Bangalore in about five or six slum communities where, look, my team say 100%. I think that's a, that, that might not be realistic. But whether it's 90% or 100%, they would say that these children will be exploited. They will either become victims or perpetrators. So we get in very early with a preschool. Uh, We have a Sport for Life education program uh, where kids do sport training. Soccer is their chosen sport, and we do that six mornings a week uh, before school, provide them breakfast, and then off to school they go. Our coaches are also mentors. They are from the slums. They work with those communities where 90% of dads and maybe 50 or 60% of mums have substance abuse problems, mainly alcohol, where there's uh, systemic unemployment and poverty. There's no clean water or sewage. These people are living in appalling conditions. And we're deep in the lives of these communities, trying over a long period of time to change the life course of those kids. So that's a little bit what prevention's about. And it's easier and cheaper to prevent someone being trafficked than to see them rescued or rehabilitated. Let's move on to the rescue element of the plan because this is hands-on and no doubt quite strategic, uh, the way that you would be in those communities in developing countries and looking to rescue individuals out of trafficking and modern slavery contexts. Yes. So there are a lot of agencies, a lot of NGOs uh, involved in trying to stop human trafficking. Uh, we're involved in all three of these sectors. I would say about 70% are involved in maybe 80% in prevention. There's really only 1% to 5% uh, of agencies involved in rescue and the remainder in rehabilitation and restoring lives because you cannot rescue without the deep involvement and collaboration and partnership of the local legal authorities and, and policing authorities. So we, although we say we rescue... We really do that in conjunction with the police. So that means that uh, they, they, they operate where they have jurisdiction and expertise, and we operate where we have our expertise. We find at the front end, we're training police. Uh, again, take India, for example. Uh, prostitution's illegal. So when a young girl is trafficked into a brothel, 
Uh, she's underaged. She's just seen as a perpetrator. Whereas in our country, we would understand that those girls are victims in each and every case. So working with police so that we can't change the law, but we can change the perception and behaviours and the attitudes of how police work with these victims as our investigators find uh, brothels that are um, illegal and with underage kids and together we'll do the raid and we will get involved with um, counselling and trying to restore these kids to, to their families if possible and where necessary, take care of them ourselves. And so when we mention prevention and then rescue, uh, the third one is very significant because if you rescue someone from a particular circumstance in the case of a brothel or any other form of exploitation or modern slavery, uh, somehow or other you've got to do something with that life and restoration is the third element here. How do you bring about a restoration if you have someone taken out of those settings and uh, providing some level of safety? Yeah, uh, it's a great question. There's no simple time, simple handbook on this is how you restore a life. I mean, when an egg's broken, it's broken. You can try and piece it together. Sometimes, though, uh, the damage isn't so great, but often these lives are ruined, and so... It's an ongoing process over a number of years. It's very intense. So, for example, in uh, our safe house, we would have, uh, which is for females who've been sexually abused and exploited, there are no males. Uh, They're under security guard. Um, They cannot leave. No one can enter. Uh, There are bars everywhere. And that's not just to stop people coming in. It's to stop these women from leaving Um, they might be suicidal um, self-harm or harming others so there's a high level of of staffing that's required Um, the women may leave to uh, go to court to go uh, for interviews with police or for medical uh, procedures uh, or or to see the doctor Um, it's it's really tricky laborious loving, painstaking work to to see something occur that brings a life back together that's been destroyed. And by God's grace, um, that's happened for us in a number of instances, but it, 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 no, no two cases are the same. Mike, it truly is an act of love to be able to get in amongst that sort of activity, as difficult and as and grubby as it even may seem, to be able to rescue someone and then to take them through a process of restoration. This is something that is so significant. And I know that listeners who'll be hearing your story about what you're fighting against, what you're up against when it comes to rescuing these, particularly these young women, uh, there'll be some people quite inspired. They'll want to get in touch with you and they'll want to connect and they'll want to become part of what you're doing. How is the best way for people to connect with the work that you do in helping to to rescue these young women out of this modern form of slavery? Uh, Contact us. Uh, The good thing about the modern world is there's lots of digital means of doing that. Uh, So uh, go onto our website. uh, You'll see contact mechanisms there. Contact us. 
and uh, begin a conversation with us. Um, for me, it's really important that the Freedom Project isn't just me and the dozens of workers that we have. The Freedom Project is us. It's those of us in the free world that say no to this injustice, no to this cruelty. And so we represent an army of prayers and supporters and believers that are saying no. So, um, yeah, just, just begin a relationship with us. Well, there are lots of ways that you can support the Freedom Project. Uh, you can get involved practically. Uh, certainly keep up with the information, become informed on the issues become an advocate, as Mike was saying, as you can be a part of uh, the whole prevention program, not just overseas, but here in Australia, and becoming involved in being an educator on behalf of the Freedom Project. You could help out with fundraising, or you could travel with the Freedom Project to any of the centres they're working in throughout Southeast Asia and those other nations like India and uh, the other nations that we mentioned a little earlier. The website for The Freedom Project is thefreedomproject.org and you'll be able to make contact with Mike Newton-Brown. Mike is the CEO and co-founder of The Freedom Project. It's an international justice non-profit organisation. That website, once again, is thefreedomproject.org. Mike, thanks so much for taking some time to share your heart with us today on 2020. Neil, thank you so much, and I really appreciate your interest in this. Can I just give one short plug, only because time is short? Uh, we don't often bring people from overseas, but we have one of our Southeast Asia key directors, uh, a Filipino lady, who will be in Sydney uh, on the week uh, around the uh, 22nd to 24th of March. And there's a couple of key low-cost events where you can hear from her. Uh, one's on Thursday the 22nd and then Saturday the 24th of March. The details are on our website it would be terrific if uh, if people came along to that. Uh, well, Mike, the freedomproject.org uh, to get some details about that event too. Thanks for thanks being with Neil. us. God bless. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.